At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. Pac-12 fans, this one's for you. Put your hands up! This is the Pac-12 Apostles. Keeping it real. And only the truth lives here. Pac-12 Apostles. Apostles. So, this is an emergency episode of the Pac-12 Apostles, and if you're listening to this, you already know what this is about. USC and UCLA have decided to leave the Pac-12 in 2024 and go to the Big Ten, and holy shit, bro, this is just unreal. And I'm George Reiser, he's Ralph Hampson, this is the Pac-12 Apostles. Who knows if the Pac-12 Apostles will exist in a couple of of weeks, a couple of months, in a couple of years, I don't even know. So I guess we will start with just the actual facts. USC, well, um, John Wilner, who has been on this podcast numerous times, broke the news that the USC Trojans and UCLA Bruins were going to be leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. And this is on the heels of George Kulikov saying that there was no way that the Pac-12 was looking for expansion or could lose any teams to the Big 12. They had just agreed to the alliance, even though nothing had came from it. And, uh, oh, but just so you know, this is an emergency episode. Ralph is on vacation. I am on vacation. I am in Mexico. Ralph is in, where are you at? My, my, Montana, Wyoming? Uh, um, southeastern Montana, the middle of nowhere. Okay. So so th- this is how committed that we are to this. And we got numerous people that, yo, are you going to hit us with an emergency episode? And so we are here doing it right now. But um, Ralph, what, what was the first thing that went through your mind when you saw that? It, well, actually, how did you find out? I think I I think I had gotten an alert that uh, that former Arizona State basketball standout Lou Dort was about to get like super paid, right? Like he he had he had slipped into the second round and asked everybody to to let him go undrafted, signed with the Thunder, and then he's going to get like ninety million dollars um, for betting on himself. So I was just scroll like happily scrolling through all the things. Of like, oh man, what a great story! What a great Pac-12 story! What a great note for the next Pac-12 Apostles podcast! And while I'm on Twitter, I start to get tagged a million times, and then I get a text from somebody who writes for me at Arizona Varsity, and it was just like, what the hell's going on? And by the time I went over to the Wilner tweet, it had been quote tweeted like hundreds of times, and it had just been a couple of minutes, and that, that was a horrifying thing to read, man. I was. It, it felt, you know, we're the Pac-12 apostles. This is the Judas moment. Oh, my God, bro. This is. So I found out. I, I, I just so happened to hop on Twitter, and I saw the Wilner tweet. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
And first thing that came to my mind was I knew that this was going to happen. And I didn't explicitly say it. I had talked to Ralph about it previously. I was like, yo, when Colin Coward said something big is going to go on with UCLA, I mean, USC in the next 18 months, I was like, it's something with this TV deal. Something, something is up. Because he didn't say that for no reason. Like, he, it, he doesn't throw breadcrumbs out there like that. And there be no truth to it. You know what I mean? Like, some, something was, was coming. And if he said 18 months, he really meant six months. <laughs> and it turned out to be like three. So, and I didn't want to go out on Len and say that, but I have talked to numerous people within, at like Oregon, and Oregon, and I, and I told Ralph that Oregon had been looking at options for the last couple of years. And all of this, first thing, is Larry Michael Scott's fault. So I will say it right now. Fuck Larry Scott. He did this. This is his fault. He's a – if he were a plant from the SEC to screw up the Pac-12, he would not have done anything different. Nothing else. He, he – terrible TV deal that when we interviewed George Cleacock, he was like, there's no outs. Like, there's no way to fix this. And George Cleacock, bless his heart, tried his best and it, it's and without USC and UCLA Oregon and Washington are probably going to bail too if Oregon is allowed to based upon the state rules with Oregon State the Pac-12 is finished right Pac, right bro I think that you might be right I'm like I'm trying to think how do you how do you replace the two LA schools the actual thing that makes it the pack, right? It's the Pacific Athletic Conference. Could you add two more teams from California? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could, but they're not UFC and UCLA. If I was any other team in the Pac-12 right now, I'd be looking to find a way to go. And the one team in the Pac-12 that actually has experience doing this of like really, really upgrading is Utah. And right now they're the conference bully. And, and it, it genuinely makes me wonder if they haven't earned uh, a spot, you know, on the radar of a, of a conference like the Big 12 that's trying to save, you know, its conference. But they already added people. So, you know, are we going to bring the WAC back or is it going to be the Big 8 again? You know, are we going are, are, are to have a, a radical shift? I hate that it leaves so many of these teams out to dry. Um, like Washington, you know, I think Stanford would be fine. They wouldn't even hate the idea of having to go independent. But if this is the beginning of the end of the the, the Pac-12 conference, ah, man. And, and, and just forget football. Think about some of the other sports like baseball and how much travel would be involved for the UCLA baseball team to be out playing schools like Purdue. They don't care, bro. They, they're going to get $100 million per year. They will right. figure out travel. They will figure out travel. And everybody will be flying charter planes instead of um, regular travel. It, it, it is how – and I have to be honest, so I was a little bit angry, right? But then also, like, after it kind of sunk in more, my heart was kind of broken, to be honest, because this was the conference that I played in. This was the conference, like, I have so much fun talking trash to my USC and UCLA friends about the games. And, you know, and then if Oregon leaves too for either the Big Ten or the SEC, like, what the hell are we left with? Like, like it, it, it's just gross, dude. It, it is gross. And I'm a person who embraces change a little bit and knows that it's inevitable. I don't like this enough. I, I, I feel like that. And I understand where USC and UCLA went to go get the money because it makes sense, right? It makes all the sense in the world because if they're trying to win and compete, why would you not chase the money? Because especially being at the Pac-12, they don't have a lot of options with the TV contract. And I knew something else was fishy because the Big Ten was supposed to have announced their new TV contract already with, with Fox or whoever the new partners are going to be. 
But now, and remember, CBS is losing. The uh, CBS is going to lose the SEC in 2024. So now I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, they're negotiating this and there's going to be no room left on television for the Pac-12 because the SEC is probably, I mean, the Big Ten now with UCLA and USC is going to take up all the Fox attributes and they might get a game of the week on CBS too. So like this could be an absolute freeze out of the Pac-12 so how can any of the other teams be willing to stay when they have no, when the TV revenue is what drives it? I mean, Cal and Sanford, they may just be relegated to, you know, the Olympic sports and, you know, their academic prowess. While the, anybody who wants to win is going to be trying to make a move. And I think that Oregon has the brand. They have the cachet. They could explore going independent or they could explore going, you know, moving to the Big Ten or maybe the SEC if they're invited. And then Washington, Washington has cachet because they have this, the Seattle market. They're pretty good in foot, football, softball. They're, so they're good in some of the Olympic sports as well. And, I mean, I would just hate to see, like, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, Oregon State, Washington State, you know, Cal, Stanford, all have to move to, like, the Big 12. And then everything is destroyed, though. Yeah, I, I feel you. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what worst-case scenario is or what the path forward is for, you know, because you and I had talked about, like, oh, some of these teams might have to join the Mountain West. But do you really think those Mountain West schools want Oregon State baseball, softball, and women's basketball to join the conference? And then like immediately just erase the opportunity for any of the teams that have been in the Mountain West for years to even be competitive in those sports. I, I don't think they do. They the, the the Mountain West might like the idea of bringing in maybe an Arizona or a Washington State or some schools that might kind of fit culturally, um, or you know, or or within the um, you know the the coverage area of the conference that might fit in nice. The school that. I'm very curious about right now outside of outside of Washington because I think their market makes them attractive for poaching is what's going to happen to Arizona State whose you know whose athletic director and president support of Larry Scott very well led the entire conference to being in this position. I've seen a lot of people say like yeah Larry Scott's an easy mark here but it was the presidents that refused to make a change to let him New York sweet talk them into uh, participating and hanging on through all of these bad deals. When to idiots like you and me, uh, it was painfully obvious. And for years on this podcast, we outlined what would be ultimately the death of the conference that we love. And so, you know, I, I wonder what's going to happen to a school that didn't, that, that, that was the leader in not having the foresight to, um, you know, to, to help uh, get this conference on the right track. I feel really bad for Colorado, which came over, and for Utah, which rose up, and then the second that they reached prominence uh, in football and have been competitive in many other sports, they're, they're the, the meaningfulness of them coming to not necessarily dominance, but prominence in relation to the LA schools, it's completely discounted by the LA schools, you know, tucking their tail and running away. And it's funny to say like, oh, they're scared of Utah. But the real truth is any school worth their weight would look at the fact that a big 10 contract is paying them 50, you know, uh, paying a Purdue 50 million more than UCLA gets every single year and saying, I absolutely deserve more than what I'm getting. I don't fault the schools that are looking to leave. I fault the conference as a whole. Um, I, I hesitate to put a lot of this on George Klyavkov, though. You can't put any of this on George Klyavkov. This is the president who would not fire Larry Scott. And but what do you think of what do you think of the idea that Klyavkov should have known better that the the handshake alliance deal was complete bullshit? Um, I don't think he thought it was bullshit, and I don't think it was. I think that that once these TV negotiations started 
And the Big Ten was like, whoa. And Fox went to the Big Ten and was like, hey, yo, if you can get USC and UCLA, you know, we might be able to up these dollars some, but I, I, I think that it came from a network level. And that's why you saw the Pac-12 actually blindsided by this the same way that you saw Oklahoma and Texas blindside the Big 12. It was one of those, it was obvious because of because of the money situation and that the Pac-12, and that, I think that that shows that the Pac-12 maybe didn't have as many options coming up for TV money as people thought. Because if, if the Pac-12 was going to have the proper TV money, USC and UCLA don't leave the conference. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How much do you feel like Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley were let in on this process? Because Oklahoma fans are under the impression that Lincoln Riley didn't want to go conference hopping, and that's why he decided to go live uh, at the beach instead of in Norman. Which, P.S., I just drove through Oklahoma for the first time. I have further confirmation that Lincoln Riley uh, probably knew what he was doing. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay, so the Pac 12 submitted the statement today. While we are extremely surprised and disappointed by the news coming out of UCLA and USC today, we have a long and storied history in athletics, academics, and leadership in supporting student athletes, and we're confident will continue to thrive and grow in the future. The Pac-12 is home to many of the world's best universities, athletic programs, and alumni, representing one of the most dynamic regions in the United States. We've long been known as the Conference of Champions, and we're unwavering in our commitment to extend that title. We will continue to develop new and innovative programs that directly benefit our member institutions. We will look forward to partnering with current and potential members to pioneer the future of college athletics together. Wow, that sounds like uh, they believe none of those words, and it's just a really sad way to go out. Correct. You, you, had, you had a relationship with the most dynamic region. Yep. 
not with the LA schools defecting. Name one other school in this footprint that was in a, a conference that wasn't necessarily representative of the region. It didn't exist until right now. Like yeah. you, Utah and Colorado being as far from the coast as they are and joining to make it the Pac-12, you know, that, that showed conference strength that you were adding from, from what was kind of outside of your footprint, which would be considered more the Mountain West or, or Plains region um, footprint. You know, you were adding teams. Now you're losing the literal cornerstone, the thing that puts the Pacific in Pacific 12. Well, the well, the and, reason and, that you can give yourself the name. But you give yourself the nickname, George, Conference of Champions. You know how you got the nickname Conference of Champions? Freaking UCLA basketball and USC football. You're 100% right, bro. Like, this is going to impact recruiting in a major way. A major, major way, bro. I don't, I don't, we already lose all our players. How is it going to make it even different than it is now? Because where is Arizona's main recruiting going? California? It's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. And the transfer portal. Yeah. Arizona State. Yeah. Um, so, so is Oregon. Well, Oregon recruits in that, that nationally, but they do get a lot of kids. There, okay. what, is what you're saying is, are you saying that kids that, yeah, the elite kids leave, but are you saying that there's going to be like three star kids who should be at Arizona going to Purdue because they know they're going to get to play against LA schools at Purdue? They're going to go to and they, and they won't if they go to Oregon State or Utah, they won't right. get to go play in LA. Yep, that's yep. horrifying. Yep, and that's why if you're Oregon, the Big Ten is the move for you, or the SEC if you're like Effort. And you know what the worst part is, George? <laughs> UCLA and USC are still going to have some West Coast kickoff times which means the Pac-12 is going to have to compete for television eyeballs against their own region. Yep, exactly. So now, so now, obviously for football, it's not that big of a deal. Because you fly far sometimes, but USC and UCLA are going to have to fly extremely far for, for road games, right? I mean, they can have road games in the same season against like Rutgers, Wisconsin, and Penn State. You know what I mean? That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of far travel. Yeah, right? which, which so. like the conversation with Texas to the SEC, means that you've actually put some hurdles in your way because you were chasing the money. Oh, think, think about what this means for UCLA basketball. When, when they'll go to Purdue and Indiana and then back to L.A. Uh, to play Michigan and Michigan State and then turn around and have to fly and play Wisconsin and Minnesota. To, yeah. To, to, to a fly back home to play Rutgers and, you know, Rutgers and Maryland, then to fly back out to, to go play against, you know, in state and, and whoever else is on the East Coast, bro. Like, that's a lot of fucking travel, bro. A lot of travel. And that's it. So, like, this was about the money. Okay, so let's get into what happens to the rest of the teams. I don't think that the whack is a move because there's no money there. Because the, the other schools have to be trying to find some money at this point. I think the only money is the Big 12. But how crazy is this? Just 11 months ago, the Big 12 was knocking at the Pac-12 doorstep, like, please take us. Please take us because Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Please take us. And what did the Pac-12 say? Nah, fam. We're good. Right. We how, bad, we how, bad do we, how bad do we look now for not expanding? Because yeah. then the contraction could keep you around 12 teams. But now – Oh, now they have to worry about attracting teams that they might not have been interested in in the first place. 
No, bro, bro. You can't add, bro, adding San Diego State, Houston, and Boise State adds no, like, you haven't gotten one reasonable TV market out of that except for Houston. So, bro, I don't know where the money is. Like, that's what's the hard part about this. Where the hell do you find the money? Because I don't know where you find the money. That's a great question, but I can tell you that, like, the athletic directors that I trust to go out and try to find the best deals for themselves at this point in time are probably at Oregon state and Washington and Arizona. I think that those three schools actually have the stones to, to, to make a move. I just don't know if there's a move to be made at this point, you know? Yeah. So, so we talked about the impact on recruiting would be in the three, four star kids out of, um, so can, but now, like now the now these schools have to play now USC and UCLA. So USC is going all in, right? We can uh, say that they've gone all in. Lincoln Riley moving to the Big Ten. They are committed to it. Now UCLA got a new athletic director, Jarman, a year or two ago, and he said we will win in football. And he came from Ohio State. He said, we will do whatever, we will win in football. And they are going to, to go over there and play. So now, the, the impact of the football, right? Because when we look at Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, Texas is going to struggle because Texas is struggling in the Big 12. But how the hell are they going to compete in the Big 10? I mean, in the SEC. So now, how do you think USC and UCLA in two years, compete in the Big Ten. I think that the class of the the class of the Big Ten has been Ohio State for such a long time that it. I don't necessarily trust either team to go in and make an impact on that. And I think that you you have a team in Wisconsin that if if Utah has been playing bully with Oregon and UCLA and, and, and USC as of late, what do you think Wisconsin is going to do? You're going to have to adapt your style to Big Ten football. Yeah, there's a couple of schools in the Big Ten that like to air it out, but are you going to so put what, are you going to put what USC has in the trenches right now up against oh a Wisconsin or an Iowa? They're going to die out there. You are right about that, bro. Damn. Yeah, if, if USC – is going to get beat up by Oregon or whoever else. It's only going to get worse. You know what I mean? Right. And they get a vacation. They get a vacation from week to week in the Pac-12 from physical play. There's always been a lot of innovative offensive football in the Pac-12, which is, means as a coach, you always have to be well-prepared and you always have to be on your toes. But you've never gone up against bullies week after week after week like in the in the Big Ten, and, and, and while I think I could stack the Pac-12 up against the Big Ten, I have a lot of faith in the Pac-12. I do know that Pac-12 teams aren't built to take the punishment every single week. They're built to be uh, versatile and adjust and adjust to different styles. So I think that's probably going to take some time if you don't have the personnel to go up against a bunch of six foot seven, 320-pound offensive linemen uh, at, at Iowa and then do the exact same thing against Wisconsin the very next week. That's going to be a tough adjustment. And where are they going to get those recruits? Because right now size doesn't necessarily exist in huge quantities on the West coast, which is why mm. some of these teams have had to play lighter and leaner. Does this mean that USC is going to be recruiting uh, the, uh, you know, out in Kentucky and, and Virginia and Indiana and Wisconsin? That's a legitimate question, bro. Damn. That's a cold question. Now, now, which school do you think is better poised? Because, I mean, with the way Chip plays, I think that, that they are because they actually 
will run the football and all of that. But at the same time, Ohio State does it without that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think I think USC is in a better spot just because they have a lot more internal support. But I think that UCLA is going to have a huge advantage in sports, maybe that aren't football, because it's it's going to be it's going to be tough to you know if to go out and play against UCLA baseball. It's going to be tough to go out and play against UCLA basketball. And I know USC has been good lately too. And I just mean it just keeps hitting me in waves of how annoying it is that we're not going to have a, an end of year Pac-12 basketball tournament with both LA schools. So, so I'm wondering because I'm going to ask Rob Mullins when did he know? I mean, because right, I, because obviously they know at some point in time prior to the public. Right, but but is this a day? Is this two days? Is it eight hours? Is it four hours? Like how long before Wilner's tweet did they know? That's a great question. Another question that I have is: Is the alliance dead? Is it completely dead? Because it's been broken at a level that shows that it. It has no meaning. So is it completely dead between the conferences? Yep. Yep. But the the one thing right now that I know USC and UCLA fans have to be really excited about is a move like this means that you can financially retain elite coaches, which is something the Pac-12 has had a ton of trouble doing, you know, you, you look at losing guys like Mel Tucker and that type of stuff isn't going to happen in any sport to anybody that leaves the PAC 12 for that extra $50 million plus a year payday. I just got a text right now that it's pretty much a done deal and will be announced by the end of the week that Oregon and Washington will be doing the victory. So we will we will see if that's true or not. But I just got that text from somebody. So if you have to replace four teams, is is it even worth it? And those four teams, what are you left with? How do you get on TV without Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC? Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. The Mountain West is about to be 16, 18 teams. They're killing our podcast. This is the worst. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm 
Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so now let's go to the um, to the podcast part of this. Now, if... Now you're you're an Arizona State guy, right? So like, well, let's just right. talk logistical. Now, what do we do if Oregon and if Oregon goes to the Pac-12? I mean, goes to the Big Ten, and Arizona State goes to the Big Twelve. What 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 do we do with this podcast? Because obviously. We care about the rest of the Pac-12 because we talk about all the teams in the conference. But what do we do if if they're split up? I mean, do do, do we go straight college football and focus on like like what are, what, what are our options? And and he you said, guys can weigh oh, in that. Audience. Do we are we going to go live with mom or dad or two Christmases or yes? How are <laughs> how are we breaking up the family? <laughs> Exactly. So you guys can weigh in 818-293-7357. I think that's one of my freaking forgot right now. So um, what do you guys want? You guys tell us here on the Pac-12 Apostles, what do you guys want us to do if, if, that, if that's the case? And our phone number is, just in case you were wondering, um, 818-293-7547. You guys in Texas or you guys can shoot us an email. 818-324. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm mad at unafraidshow.com. Okay, so, and we got a text today and it said USC, UCLA, Bale, Ephraim. They were not here as a founding member. I wish they changed their names too so SoCal can claim its rightful Name as the University of California. This is definitely surprising. They gave up tradition, historic game, and amazing rivalry. I do believe this will bite them in the butt. We are on the verge of super conferences, years away, but closer than we've been. We will acquire more teams, expect two to four more additions. I truly hope until they leave and after both schools get destroyed and humiliated. May they dwell at the bottom of the pack, F-U-S-C, and, and fuck them. <laughs> um, let's Man. bet the whole damn world. This is bare territory. Well, as of today, George, as of today, if you have to replace the four teams and, and, and you would assume that they would probably keep it regional and they would probably look to promote teams that are in group of five conferences, who are you going with? Assuming you have to bring four teams in to survive as a conference, I try to get a big BYU. I beg Houston, even though Houston's on the way to the Big Twelve. So is beg, so is BYU. Yeah, and San Diego State and Boise State. But I mean, but do you actually get anything for, for that? Yeah, that's a great question. I would take Boise State based on track record. I would take San Diego State and UNLV based on market potential. And then um as a as a fourth team, who knows, maybe 
maybe Grand Canyon University with their 60,000 online student base can start a football <laughs> program. Because if Grand Canyon starts a football team, then maybe that they might be worth having being part of the actual Phoenix market. But like, I can't, I, I honestly can't think of a fourth team that would actually maybe Texas tech. If you, if you're stretching all the way out into, into Lubbock, but i really don't see anybody else that moves the needle unless you're going to try to pr- promote uh, service Academy values in the PAC 12 and that air force or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, what what a waste of a and Wilner tweeted tweeted this tonight. What a waste of a strategy that it that it was to say, oh, we're gonna own our own rights, and in twenty twenty four it'll all be fine. How many times on this podcast have we said that if we wait till twenty twenty four that it won't be fine? But George Michael Crow three years ago said, if you just wait three years, you might be surprised who the Pac twelve is ahead of. And that was, of course, in reference to keeping Larry Scott on as conference commissioner. Yeah. If we had got, honestly, if we had gotten rid of Larry Scott, even with the bad TV deals, like there there are ways out. Like there are always ways out. People would, I mean, you could have shut it down, filed for bankruptcy, like threatened all sorts of stuff. Like, to get out. You should have done whatever you needed to do to get out. Anything. Like, I mean, like yeah. even, even if it required amputating a leg, like <laughs> that was what you needed to do. But how much of this, like the Pac-12 offices are remote now, like, like this feels like this is a systematic like selling off of the goods for uh, selling off the parts for, for yeah, I, I think that the I think the LA schools had one foot out the door when um, when you had Texas and Oklahoma make the move that they did, and I think that that it, that one foot out the door just happened to not be the first foot because the other one really might have well as. Uh, gone first when the first time the numbers were announced that another conference was getting 30 million more annually than you were. I think that became the time that you start to look around and then other schools actually trailblaze and lead the way. It Klyavkov may have never had it. This might've been in motion before he was ever sought out to replace Larry Scott. And so that's why I don't want to put too much on him, but the amount of pressure that's on him at this point to figure out a way to keep to do? what was he supposed to do? I don't know. I he, don't know, he but started there's the job a year ago today, one year ago today. And in that, and on the day, basically he got the job, the college football expansion, NIL started like, like transfer portal, all literally at the same damn time. And now you're dealing with the, this bro. He's, He's like the Byron Scott of of coaching. I mean, of commission. He took a job, and it turned out it was the worst fucking job in the world. And you can't win with it. Yeah, I I, yeah, I wish him the best. I'm really curious to see what happens moving forward, and I'm willing to give I'm willing to give the Pac-12 a shot. But um, at the end of the day, I'm just kind of uh, I I'm, it might sound silly. It's a sports podcast or whatever, but I'm in mourning. I loved this conference, to, the way that it was constructed. Oh, my God, bro. My, my, my heart is broken. Like I, there's no other way to say it. I was sad all day. I was, think about this. I was, I haven't been paying attention to sports because I've been off all of them. I'm at a beautiful house in Mexico. I was on a, on a boat today, fishing, swimming in the ocean, hanging out with my family. And all I could think about was uh, this. And my wife was like, George, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not. She was like, I, I understand. I, I don't, she was like, I don't understand, but like, I haven't seen this broken up about something. Right. It was just, it was just hard, bro. I, I just can't even explain it. Um, it, it. Is there any angle that we're m- missing that we, before we hop off that we need to bring up? 
I think you, you, we hit on recruiting. We hit on the fact that this is going to create a television rivalry for the LA schools with the remaining Pac-12. We, we hit on what might happen with, with, uh, with Oregon um, and, and Washington. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what there is outside of, you know, touching base on some of the other sports. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I do wonder, I do wonder, my only other question is, is George Klyavkov in his mind saying that, okay, any school across the entire country is at play because the Pacific and Pacific 12 doesn't necessarily mean anything anymore. Like, does that mean that like chasing Indiana's on the table or something like that? Like, not that, not that a big 10 school would give up the money that they have to go to the, the PAC 12, but it, it really makes me wonder if everything's on the table, what does everything include? Would, would the PAC 12 be so bold as to try to poach somebody maybe like a Vanderbilt or something like that, that isn't having a ton of success in, in the major sports, you know, as, as, as part of the sec, like would they try to bring them over, like what, what type of tricks does George Klyavkov have up his sleeve? Uh, or is this just, you know, the, the He's first be looking for a personal life raft at this point too, right? Oh my God. What if he announced that he got like some, what if he announced he was joining the live golf tour or something? <laughs> Dude, so think about this. Larry Scott made $50 million, bro. $50 million. We should file a class action lawsuit against him for ruining our conference. Yeah. Make, uh, make Michael Crow have to hit the witness stand again. In, in defense, <laughs> in a class action lawsuit, put Michael Crow on the stand because I would love, I would love for Michael Crow just to be cross-examined about about the support that he lent in this process that led to Larry Scott being entrenched in the way that he was, despite everyone, even the lowliest of media, seeing that the iceberg was coming. It would be like it, it's like the Titanic, only everyone on the entire Titanic saw the iceberg except for the captain. Dude, I, dude, what are we going to do at Pac-12 Media Day, bro? This will be exciting. Especially if you know that four teams are... are dude, dude, it's so bad that, that you, Doug fans, are tweeting at Oregon like for once... We have to put our differences aside, work together, and follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> Please do do what's necessary. Kindest regards. Wow, man, I'm so bummed. I just don't know. I just don't know what to say. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Is another, you know, if any other shoes drop. But I, I'm very curious to see how Chip Kelly how George Klyavkov and Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley face the, these questions that they're going to be getting next month when, when Pac-12 media day goes down, because it, it's going to be one of the more awkward media sessions that, that we've ever seen because at these Pac-12 media days, 90% of the media is LA media anyway. Yep. So you think they're going to keep having Pac-12 media day on Hollywood and Island? When UCLA and USC aren't even part, <laughs> bro, you just gotta move it to Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Dude, what about, what about this Oregon and Notre Dame to the Big Ten? Because if you're Notre Dame with that type of money, are you now incentivized? Maybe, maybe the the thing about Notre Dame is they their fan base is going to go with them wherever wherever they're at. So they don't necessarily need the big 10. They're just in a position to be able to weigh the pros and cons every time it comes up. I don't think Oregon's in a position to turn down an extra 50 million a year from anyone. Neither is anybody else in the conference. So the more I think about it, the more it was just a matter of time, but it, it, it just stinks that, that, that we finally reached that point. Okay, so Oregon's president, Michael Schill, um, 
their spokeswoman, they they responded to a request for comment about to see about USC and UCLA's move to move to the Big Ten. And if he's been in touch with Kevin Warren or anyone else at the Big Ten for Oregon to do the same. Here's the quote. Nothing to add at this point. That's not promising. What does that sound like to you? Nothing to add at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you'll, you'll know what I know, which is in five, <laughs> four, three. <laughs> All right, man. I got, I, I got to tap out. I got to go do some no, depression meditation or something to to or some some yoga or some some pack 12 lifestyle thing to 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 get the bad energy <laughs> off of t- the two of the cornerstone schools ditching the conference yeah you guys i'm george reister he's ralph hampton this is the pack 12 apostles we will be back n- next week if we we don't have a choice now and football season is getting closer so um, yeah, so this is a college football podcast at this point, I guess. I don't know. So, goodbye. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.